Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty, liberty and justice, and justice for all. That um, I read of um, this little guy, this um, uh, preschool class was going on, and the teacher was trying to teach the children about freedom and so forth. And she said, I want every one of you to know in this preschool class that every one of you is free. All of a sudden, this little guy comes stomping up to the front, put his hand on his hip, and said, Teacher, I want you to know. I am not free, I am for. <laughs> I am for, I'm not free, I'm for. I want you to know that, that today, I love America. I love America. You know, I'm one of those guys that uh, when we say the Pledge of Allegiance, just puts my hand over my heart. I get this lump in my throat because I think about all the men and women who have given their life that I could have this freedom. I never forget that. I would say that, you know, America is not perfect. We have our issues. You know, no longer is marriage sacred in America. No longer do we believe in the intrinsic value of every life. And by the way, I want you to know, I believe in life from the womb to the tomb. Amen. It's all valuable. We have a country now that politicians have, both Republican and Democrat, have managed to get us to $28 trillion in debt. A debt that our Children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, should Jesus tarry, will have to deal with. If you don't understand what $28 trillion is, the, the interest payment alone every day is $800 million. Interest only every day is what we're paying. If there's a time that we need a revival in America, it's now. When I say revival, what I mean is a, a, a renewing of our dedication to God. Our thoughts of that God is in control and that we need Him more than ever before. And that's what revival is, is it's reviving our hearts and saying, God, we need you. It's now. And so today I want to talk to you about that. Because there's, there's something that God gave us a passage of Scripture that I think that is so profound to help us understand the time in which we live and what we need to do to get everything back on track. And so today I want to talk to you about that, how to have a revival in America. 2 Corinthians 7, 14, 
It says, it says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, amen? Hey, it's one thing to seek God, but we got to turn from some things, amen? He said, I will, I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Three things I want to share with you real quickly today because we want to definitely, we got some celebrating and honoring to do. It's number one is, is how, can, how can we have a revival in America again? Number one is stand as Christians for godly values. Stand for them. Again, the first portion of this passage in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 and 4, 14 says this, if my people who are called by my name, notice that. That God has a people. Not everybody is a, just because you're an American doesn't make you God's people. Amen. It's only people that have Jesus that accept and ask Jesus to save them are God's people. And what I want you to know today is this: as we as we enter this time, I want you to know that this nation was founded on God on godly values and principles. Fifty-two of the fifty-six signers of the Declaration of Independence were devout Christian men. Devout Christian. And, and so we were founded, our, our nation was founded on these principles of Christianity. I would tell you also that when you read the Bible, if you read the Old Testament and you see how all, God laid all the laws out for the Jewish people after they come out of captivity and slavery, how he laid those laws out, that if you look at our laws of the land today, you will see that they resemble that because that's exactly where they come from is that what I'm telling you, without the B-I-B-L-E, there would be no America. There would be, we would not have, we would not have been blessed the way that we've been blessed for all these years. And America is still a very young country. It's because of that the founders, our founders went to God's Word to get the direction for our country. Matter of fact, uh, the, first, the opening line of the Declaration of Independence says this, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator. In other words, that we are a people of purpose, everybody. It's that it's not by chance. Our, our founding fathers did not say, hey, that, well, it's just by chance that you ended up here, that you, we evolved into this. No, we, they believed that, that it was God Almighty that, that gave us all a purpose and every life has a purpose and, and that we were created by God and for God and for God's purpose. Amen, everybody? Amen. And that we are, we are on purpose. You are here on purpose. You're not an accident. I don't care what your parents told you. Amen? Right. You're not an accident. You're on purpose. God has a purpose for our lives. And I think that what we have to begin to continue to understand is that when we stand up for godly values and principles, we're enacting the purpose that God gave us. And what I want you to know is that, you know, again, I, I want, uh, today our, our country is so divided. But I want to tell you that our issue is not a, not a Democrat and Republican issue. It's a spiritual issue. Amen. It, that's our issue. It's a God issue. And see, what our children have lost is, is that they've lost Ephesians 2 and 10, that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. Amen? We're God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, what God prepared in advance for us to do. Amen? 
And so every, every child is lost that, that, that they're a person of purpose and, and that every person needs to know that, that you are a person of purpose, that God has a purpose for your life. You say, Pastor Jeff, I don't think you have the purpose for my life. Yes, you're still here. You're still here. You're still here. And that is the, you have a purpose in your life. And we said this at SEC. You know, at the beginning of the year when, when everything was going crazy, the Holy Spirit put in my heart that we have to put in my heart that once we know who we are, we'll know what to do. You see, until you identify who you are, and that's when we come up with these daily declarations that we normally say at the end of our service. We're not going to say them at the end of our service. We're going to say them right now. And it says, there's a statement that says, I am a Christian. And once I understand that I am a Christian, what is a Christian? It's a person who identifies with Jesus Christ. And once I understand that I am a Christian, then I'll know what to do. And so these declarations, I, I, I challenge you to say them with me. They're coming on the screen. Let's say them. You ready? Come on. I am a Christian who connects with God daily through prayer. I am a Christian who grows by reading the Bible and by gathering with God's people. I am a Christian who serves in my church and my community. I am a Christian who shares my faith and resources generously. And I am a Christian who exists to give people an opportunity for a better life through Christ. That's who I am, everybody. Every day I get up and that's who I am. And that's who we invite you to be is identify who are you. Quit letting the world identify you and say, no, I am a child of God. I'm called by God and everybody is called by God and I'm called by God to do good. You see, the answer to the world is not talking about good. It's doing good. Amen. And, and it's amazing what and how God is using our church to transform our community. Oh man, it's amazing what God is doing. The second thing I would share with you is this. If we're going to have revival in America, we have to humble ourselves and pray. We have to humble ourselves and pray. Look at the next portion of this verse, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. It says, if my people who are called by my, my name will humble themselves, then what, everybody? Pray. You know what pride says? Pride says, I don't need you. I don't need you. And you know, you don't have to just come out and say that. You can say it with your actions, Right? I mean, like you can, you can just be, give people a cold shoulder and they're like, okay, well, they don't want anything to do with me. And many times we do that with God, right? I mean, you say, how do we do that, Pastor Jeff, when we ignore him? When we ignore God and we, we don't declare that we need him. You see, uh, as one of our prayer partners said this morning, we, we got independence from England, but we wanted, we, the moment we declared our independence, we declared our dependence on God. Right. Amen? Amen? We're never independent of God. We need God in, in our lives. And one of the ways that we show that we humble ourselves is that we pray. You know, that we, we, we take time out to talk to God. And, and, and we don't just talk to Him just once a day. We talk to God all day. Amen? Amen. And so we're constantly talking to God. And it's amazing. The more that you pray, the more peace you will have. We always say this at SEC. A, a prayer-filled mind is a peace-filled life. If you want peace in your life, learn to pray and communicate with God. It's humbling to say, God, I need you. Before I walked out here, God, I need you. I need you. I'm not good enough. I'm never good enough. I never feel adequate enough. And I say, Holy Spirit, do in me what only you can do. And God, you speak to these people because I can't. I need you, Holy Spirit. Amen. In my marriage, God, I need you. I'm not good enough, strong. I can't I'll do this. Lord, I need you. Raising my children. Oh, God. Amen. I need, 
I need you. I need you. I can't do this on my own. I, I just cannot. I cannot live this life on my own. I've got to have you in the morning, noon, and evening, and midnight hour. If you're not with me, God, I'm no good at anything. And I need you. Amen. Amen. All that I am and all that I ever will be that will be good is because the only good in me is a God in me. Amen. And the same with you, and the same with you, is that we remember, like, I remember Abraham Lincoln as one of my favorite presidents. I think he was one of our best presidents. And it was said of him that he was in a debate. Here's the picture of Abraham Lincoln. It said that he was in a debate one day, and somebody said, you're two-faced. He said, well, let me tell you something. If I was two-faced, I sure wouldn't be wearing this one. But he made this statement. He said, you know, I have been driven many times upon my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go, my own wisdom, and that all about me seemed insufficient for the day. And I say that that is so true is that, you know, great men go to their knees. Amen. Talk to God. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 6, he said, but seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added. Remember, it's, we don't pray. We don't just wait and talk to God until we have a crisis. No, we talk to God before the crisis. Amen? We talk to God before the crisis, during the crisis, after the crisis. We just talk to God all the time because we need him. And that's what Christians do. You know, in 1991 was the first war that I could remember. You know, the, uh, the Vietnam War had happened in the 60s, and I was born in the late 60s. And, uh, you know, I didn't remember all of that. But in 1991, when the, the uh, war in Iraq began, I can remember that one. I remember I was a student pastor, and I remember we had our, it was a Wednesday night, we had our students back there. And then at a church that we were in, we had a phone in the, um, in the area that we were meeting, in, in the, like the area where they meet to have food and things like that. And so we had our youth group meeting going, somebody called the church. I was like, who in the world called the church while it's going? And somebody went over and answered the phone. And somebody said, hey, we're at war. And I remember they said, we're at war. And I remember that feeling going all over us, like, oh, what does this mean? Because the only thing that was in our minds is what we had read and heard about Vietnam War. And it was like, oh, no. But you know what? The very next Sunday, all across America, church attendance went up 25 to 35% that people went to church. And they began to pray and begin to call on God. And we, all of a sudden, we heard that, okay, you know, we were told that when we do the ground assault, when we go in there on the ground assault, that there's going to be bodies everywhere. There's going to be a lot of lives lost because of all these landmines and everything that they have out there. But America prayed, and we all prayed, and we called out to God as a nation. And we could become one nation under God again. We begin to pray. And you know what happened? Is right before that ground assault went, remember General Norman Schwarzkopf, remember saying, okay, we're going to go in. And, and as they determined that they was going to go in, the very night before they went in, a rain happened in the desert. It don't rain in the desert. I mean, a rain came, a torrential rain came. And what did it do? It washed all the sand away from the top of those mines. And our soldiers were able to see the tops of those mines and not be blown away. Amen. And that's God, everybody. You see, when we pray, when we pray, when we pray, God moves. As I read that story this week, I was like, wow, what an amazing thing how that God reveals and how God moves. And I want you to know that we need to pray for our country. 
Stop complaining about it and start praying about it, everybody. Amen? Listen, listen, we need to pray for our leaders, pray for our president, our congressmen, our senators, our governors, our mayors, amen, every county official, pray for them. Call, the, call out to God on the behalf of them. I don't care if you like them or not. If you don't like them, it's even the more reason you need to pray, amen? Pray, 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 pray. Pray. When we pray, God moves. And so what I want to ask you to do is on your connection card, and I, I hope I'm asking everybody to please fill one of these cards out, especially if you're our guest. Listen, we're not going to come to your house. We just want to say thank you for being here. But on the back of this card, it says, I will do my best to pray for the USA Daily. The great, when the church prays for our country, God moves everybody. Amen. Quit looking for a politician to be your answer and start ringing the prayer bells of heaven. Yes. Amen. Amen. The third thing I would say is this, is that we live with hope in God. Amen. When we live with hope in God, this is revival. Second Chronicles seven fourteen again, he goes and says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Notice this next part. Then, I, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. It takes God to heal our land, everybody. And we need a healing across our land, don't we? We need to be healed. You know, with all the tensions that are, you know, again, again, some, you know, again, we talked about the marriage issues. We talked about, you know, the, the life issues. And, of course, there's the racial issue, racial tension, racism, and everything else that we've dealt with this year. We need God's healing. And we believe in God to do that when we pray. We want to live with this hope. I, after reading that verse, I, I begin to think about after World War II. And World War II, it's amazing how that we lost so many soldiers. And our nation went to our knees and calling out on God. And God gave us revival. After World War II was over, it's amazing how that there was a move in the world toward communism. Matter of fact, that's when the uh, Soviet Union was established and all of that. Communism, it was a push-on in the 1950s. And everybody, you know, communism basically says this, that there is no God. Matter of fact, communism says man makes religion, religion doesn't make a man. Well, let me tell you something. I, I don't know whoever said that, but if, if religion doesn't make a man, I don't know who's living in me that's changed me. Amen? Because God has changed me. It's not, God is making me. I didn't make God. He's making me. Amen. And as, we, as, we, as, our, as that push was on in the 1950s, our, 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 our forefathers wanted to do something. And they said, we got to make a statement. And so on 19, in, uh, in 1954, on Flag Day, all of a sudden we inserted the words, one nation under God. That's when it was inserted, 1954. Why? Because as communism was making its push across the world, those that, those that were Americans wanted us all to be remembered that we are only one nation under God. Without God, we are nothing. We was founded on God, and if it's out without God, we are nothing. And then, and then two years later, 1956, again, to steal this push on to remind this generation, the next generation, the next generation, that we need God. 
And then that's when we got the, the phrase, in God we trust, was, was put on our money in 1956. Why? Because the push of communism was going. They were saying, God's out, God's out. And, but again, again, there was people in our nation that stood up and said, no, whenever the world said, God's out. We're still, we're in with God, amen? And if God is for us, who can be against us, amen? What's, what's, what's amazing What's amazing, what's amazing to me is, is how the Soviet Union has fallen, but America still stands. Why? With all our flaws and all our defects, we still, the church is still alive and well in America, and we know how to call out on God. Amen. We are only one nation under God, and it's in God that we trust. Our children need to know that. Our grandchildren need to know that, that we are a people of God. Amen. The people of God. What's, a, what's got me is this, is that they did a, a survey in 2003, and it said that 90% of people still appreciated and wanted that, that statement, in God we trust in our currency. In 2019, they went to college students and asked college students, should we still have this inscribed on our currency? And 53% said yes, but the other half said no. Almost 50% said no of college students. And what, I, what has amazed me is this, is when you begin to look at who struggles with anxiety and depression and the, and, the, and the threat of suicide more than anybody else, it's that age group. Why? Because you, I want to tell you, when you lose hope, when you lose God, you don't have hope. It's all about you and what other people can do for you. But what I want to tell you today is this, is that if there's ever a time that the next generation needs this generation to stand up and say, it's in God that we trust. We don't trust, we don't trust in armies. We don't, we don't trust in politicians. We don't trust in anybody. We trust in Almighty God. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Our children have got to hear that. They got to know, they got to know that, listen, when you don't know where else to go, you go to God. And when it looks like everything's over, it's not over until God says it's over, everybody. Amen. Our, our children have got to know that. The, the news is not going to tell them. Social media is not going to tell them that. But it's up for us, the, the church and the Christians and, and parents and grandparents to say, you need God. Amen. You need God. And so today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, right now, now, listen, on this 4th of July, listen, find freedom. You said the Bible says, you know, that, that freedom only comes through Jesus Christ. So right now, I want to challenge you, those that are watching online in this room, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, you stop right now and you just pray this prayer. You don't have to come forward, raise your hand. You don't have to do any of that. Just right now, I say, dear Lord Jesus. Come into my life and save me because I need you. I need you to save me. I cannot save myself. And if you just said that in your mind, you may not even close your eyes, but God heard you. Amen, everybody? Amen. Let me tell you this. I love men and women who serve in our armed forces. My grandfather served in World War II. This is his picture. William Dawes, William Billy Dawes. My grandfather had a sense of humor. You know, many of you learned that song, uh, uh, The Old Rugged Cross. He taught it this way. He said, on a hill far away stood an old Chevrolet, <laughs> and the fenders and the bumpers were gone. I couldn't help but cry 
And then he goes on to say, and I'll exchange it someday for a Ford. I drive a Ford to this day. He had a sense of humor. But then he had a side that was not so good. Out of nowhere, he would start drinking, and he would go on a binge for a couple weeks or more. He died at 62 because of drinking. My grandfather, he drove a tank in the Army in World War II. It's a picture of this tank is coming up. His tank was not to, to shoot at the enemy. His tank was to collect the bodies of the soldiers. It was a horrible job. And he would never, ever talk about this until he started drinking. And he would go get that box of pictures with dismembered brothers that he'd lost. And he'd start crying, and he'd talk about the war, talk about the war. See, we didn't know about PTSD back then. And there was no way of medicating it. My, my grandfather used alcohol to medicate. I'm not excusing that. I'm just telling you that's what happened. And what I want to tell you is this. As my grandfather died with those scars, even though when the war was over, he'd come home, there were scars that he'd come home with that he could hardly live with. And I just want to tell every, every person that served our country, whether you're active or inactive, veteran, I want to say thank you. Because there's no way that you serve without some kind of scars yourself. You serve with some kind of scars. And families and military people, I want to say thank you to you because you allowed your loved one to serve and you've received scars as well. And today, we want to honor some men and women who have served our country. And so many of them sent us pictures. If you're here today and, uh, uh, and you didn't, uh, we're going to honor you at the, at the end of our service. But would you just watch this video that we put together of our service men and women? Watch this. <clears throat> Look, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your service. Because of you, I get to be here today. And all these people get to be here because of what you do. And I just want to say thank you so much for some of you are, have been uh, are retired and some of you are still in it. And Miss Tiffany right here, is, it's so amazing. And we want to say thank you today. We want to pray over you. We want to pray over you and then we got a gift for you. So as soon as I give this, say this prayer, Rhonda's going to tell you about a very special gift that we have for you today. All right, let's pray. Father God, I thank you today for these men and women that are so brave. God, as I said, they, they have the scars, oh Lord. And I'm asking you today, just help them. I'm asking you to give them what they need. God, I'm asking you not only to heal them, but let them know that there are heroes. Lord, I, that they, Lord, what they have done for our country, that we are so thankful and we're so honored and we're so proud of them. And, and Lord, that they are the heroes of today. And we just ask you, Father, that you will bless them and their families in a supernatural way, oh God. And Lord, protect those that are serving right now, oh God. Those that are watching guard over our country now, Lord, uh, now and around the world, oh God. I ask that you would be with them and protect them as well. 
And Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name for the men and women that served our country and to provide this freedom that we get to worship you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.